0: I'm Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled Boost, a series specifically created to boost businesses in South Africa by letting passionate and committed business people share their stories. In this episode, we're chatting about small and medium businesses. We're chatting about what SMBs worry about, why they are critical to our economy, and their outlook in the post-pandemic world. I'm joined by Varesh Harduth, a VP Small Business Africa and Middle East at SAGE. Varesh, welcome.
1: Hi, thanks, Jakub. Thank you to... Yeah, hello to you and your listeners. Thank you for having me on.
0: So we, we always start the show by just uh, telling us a little bit about yourself.
1: Oh, okay, perfect. I, I think you, you've done the title at Sage. So uh, I'm the Vice President of uh, Small Business for Africa and Middle East. Uh, what that basically means is I'm the commercial owner, but uh, within my portfolio is the small business products, and we work with customers, business partners, accountants. Uh, the passion is around small business, giving them the best, the tools and the software giving them the best opportunity for them to be successful um I've, I've been at sage for nine years and previous to that i was in banking all sorts of other things but uh yeah the, my my day job is my passion
0: so okay so let's jump into it. thank you for that um so sage did something very interesting um you guys uh, commissioned a small business big opportunity study can you tell us a little bit about that
1: Sure. I'll just give people some background. So, I mean, Sage in South Africa, I think people might know the history of it uh, with companies like Pastel and VIP Payroll. Uh, that's all within Sage. Uh, Sage is a multinational company uh, headquartered in the United Kingdom. But uh, what what Sage did, given the footprint of the company, is they conducted a survey uh, with 13,000 uh, small businesses across 11 countries, of which South Africa was uh, a part of that. And they basically, the, the survey was to get insight into how small bu- businesses are viewing the pandemic at that point, when it was at its peak with COVID, um, their general concerns and outlooks for their business currently and going forward.
0: Um, and and out of that research, which was very interesting to me, and and uh, maybe you know we always talk about this. This segment specifically is created around um, SMBs because uh, uh, at Catalytic we also believe that you know it's a driving force of the economy, and that's that's the you know where everything happens. Um, what was interesting for me, there's two thirds of the global jobs globally. Come from SMBs and they represent Over 50% of the global GDP So why why did Sage, um, wh- why was this Study sort of Important for you guys
1: So for a number of reasons and I mean I think if you look at that stat The importance of it, I think in South Africa It's actually a bit higher in terms of the contribution I think we're actually getting close to 70% Of employment and definitely 50% plus of GDP uh, Why it's important for us is we service our core business are SMBs, small and medium, and if you we, we have over three million customers worldwide. It is the core of our business, and given that we are a software compliance company, getting an understanding on what small businesses need, how do we make their day to day easier, how do we keep them compliant, how do we create greater greater adoption, how do we design the next feature set to meet the need is always important to us. I think the survey went a bit further where besides just Speaking, what's the next feature it was getting into a bit of the outlook which is really key but that is our core business so if we can assist in any way to give a small business a better chance of success whether it means surviving a year or thriving in terms of growing i mean that, that's where the importance lies
0: I, I love that So let's then um, go into that So in South Africa, part of your study Over a thousand uh, SMBs were Surveyed, um, what were the Key outcomes that you that your Survey found?
1: And I'll, I'll give you a bit of context I think we might talk in a bit more detail About it, so small business Intermedium business, it, it's a broad spectrum Right, I mean you, you've got your Startups, you've got your businesses That might have 10 employees and less, And then you start building up towards That, so I think across the globe but particularly in South Africa I mean everyone was severely impacted by the pandemic and then you add a few of the other issues we've had in the country uh, some of which wasn't covered in the survey but obviously we had the July riot we've got the energy crisis and what what you do see is I think everyone in South Africa would be would testify to how resilient our small businesses are to be a small business owner in general or an entrepreneur I mean that's passion the work hours it's, it's not an easy life um, to to start off as a small business, and what the survey pulled out is that through the pandemic, there's definitely like some clear some clear groupings small businesses fell into. So you had some businesses that genuinely were resilient, survived the pandemic, felt the cuts. Then you have those that definitely are very, I'd say, cautious, pessimistic about the outlook for the next year because they haven't survived it as well. And then on, on the other side of that, you do have some businesses that are very optimistic. So within the survey, and I think it's probably just testament to South Africans in general, um, the South African 75% of the small businesses were actually very optimistic about their outlook in the next year. higher than the global average. 10% higher than the global average. That's Uh, amazing. That's with our unique situation. But I think that talks a lot to what it takes to be that small business owner. And then you have this last grouping, which are businesses that formed during COVID. And their outlook is completely different because they've started a business in the most trying times. So having adopted certain practices or seeing niches in the market, they're very positive about the upside going forward. So you, you get four distinct views uh, across the spectrum,
0: that that's very interesting. So, um, I I also read that the survey sort of focused on sort of uh, can I say what keeps the uh, the small business owners up at night. So, what's the the yeah. main topics that's uh, sort of front of mind for the for the SMB owner?
1: So, I think what was called out um, is you, you're looking at the survey going during the pandemic and then looking post that. So, a lot of the the respondents were looking at almost coming out of the pandemic. So a main concern is obviously the continuing challenges in the economy. So even at that point, the rising cost and inflation was being called out as a genuine concern. And then beyond that, you had uh, issues around resourcing the actual day-to-day cash flows of the business. Yeah. You know the, the how sound their business was, and then the growth opportunities going forward. So whether it was, so we had something um, in the high 30s a percent of small businesses actually reduced off. During uh, the pandemic. But more than 50% of those surveys were optimistic that they were actually going to increase staff complement in the next year. And then, coupled to that, there were some general concerns about the environment. And environment extends to technology, government support, just the general landscape. So these are the things keeping. Small businesses are always oh, front of mind.
0: Um, and um, w- would you say how, how big a component is that government and financial support um, for them?
1: So, what I'll answer this question in a bit of a, a bit of a longer way. So, the fundamentals of a founder or a successful small business don't change that much. So, a small business owner has a genuine passion for the solution they offer and the customers they deal with. That's their passion. The good businesses ensure that their fundamentals are in place. So keeping track of cash flow. I mean, some of those classic acronyms or sayings have been said forever, which, you know, cash is king, those yeah, kind of things. Yeah. They're true for a reason. So a good small business, like understanding the cash flow, being able to manage their business, the growth, the invest, the important, the really good small businesses are able to talk their business and then support it. With a business case or be able to have any point i think through the pandemic we saw that globally is that when relief was required a lot of small businesses couldn't comply with the information required to get assistance. okay but that's the way they run their business the way they track their business so i think what makes small businesses good is that the passion is there but you have to have those fundamentals in the background how you're tracking how you're recording it um where i think it extends is and you look at different countries in the world governments have played different parts in subsidizing, helping those kind of things, and a lot of that came with obviously the businesses being able to provide the information that 's required. I think in our landscape, where it plays a bigger portion is, and i don 't think any any business, small business or individual can get away from the energy crisis so obviously if you 're operating in a landscape with added variables of uncertainty, it, it adds to the risk right so I think that 's one portion for South Africa the funding when it comes to funding. I think this is the important part. Definitely uh, a business, when, when you talk to stats that were in that uh, more than two-thirds of employment, given our unemployment crisis, um, and also the flip side of that is revenue collection. So yep. the more small business you have, the more people are employed, the more ability you have to collect revenue to subsidize social programs. So the importance of small business should be front and center in terms of economic recovery. And I think that's where government can play an important part. So... The shape that takes, whether it's funding for your business growth, and that will be coupled with a small business being able to do a business case, put forward uh, why they want funding, like any investor. I won't invest unless you can make a good case. And I think we need to build that culture among small business owners. But the economic landscape, where government does have a big hand, I think it's equally important. So, so I, I think it's, it's a broad question.
0: So on that, uh, but but you in your answer, it was actually you gave me uh, quite a lot of um, f- uh, food to work with, if we can call it that. So the compliance component, uh, as you pointed out, and I'm, I think we can all agree, for for most small businesses, is a is a bit of a. Um, uh, let's call it a weak point because you you tend to focus on what you're good at and, and financials. Unless you're running an accounting firm as a service, it's almost uh, always a problem. So, um, is is that is is there technology that can help uh, the small business to sort of uh, make that easier and keep it more up to date, or why is it always Absolutely. such a big problem?
1: So, I think right now there's a there was a thing I was on, on I was somewhere and I heard this and it was actually so it really stuck with me and someone said technology now is the hack for all small businesses to to be medium businesses so things in the past that you probably needed critical mass or you you needed extra resources before you could think of having those abilities has all been stripped away so I'll, I'll give you a few examples if you a startup company A genuinely startup, I'm talking whether you're a landscaper or just starting a small services business, your passion is whatever that service is. The the way you issue an invoice to your customer is your first engagement, right? And I think we all in South Africa, uh, some of it's just verbal, some of it's written on the back of it, um, and some are then genuine all the way. So technology has closed that gap completely. So with technology we offer, what's out there, you can create a professional-looking invoice, even with your company logo uh, by a mobile device, send it to any person. And on that will be multiple payment options. We're talking QR codes, EFTs, credit card, all of that's provided for free, right? As part of that service. Once you issue it, then your customer has a different view of your business. They have uh, multiple choices of paying, and then you will recon the payment that came in all real time in the cloud on your mobile device. And that there is a different level of professionalism and that's how tech has changed that almost immediately but then you extend that all the way up as you're growing as a business so a lot of the tech now includes a lot of automation and that's a key focus of what we're doing at sage is we're trying to reduce as many of the manual tasks that a small business does so they can literally focus on their passion while they're keeping compliant so things like automatic recons with your transactions within your bank that's now something that's commonplace Right and then you keep on going further and further, and then you've got integration with third party providers or apis that can be niche solutions, recon to your payroll software if you have employees. so tech has now created all those gaps, and I think, and that's a big part of my day job is how do you get that information to the small business owner so they can understand it, adopt it, and move it forward but I was, I was about to ask that TV. actually. <laughs> and, <laughs> And, and it, is, it is an interesting part, I think, where we're fortunate is. So we, we have a model that's a, a bit unique to Sage. So we sell to direct customers, but we also have business partners. And the accountants ecosystem is a big part of how we get our solution out there. So it is about advocating and then knowledge base. So it's webinars. It's talking. And a lot of it is uh, word of mouth. The one great thing about small businesses in South Africa, and it's something I always recommend to someone who's looking to start, most small business owners are mentors you walk to any small business owner, and they'll tell you where they went wrong and yes. what you should do to go right.
0: Well, now, um, so, you know, when you were talking now um, about the uh, the complexity around invoicing and reconning and all that type of stuff, uh, um, my wife and I joke uh, often. So, I started a business in uh, in two thousand and seven, coming out of corporate, and um, you know, it's a it's a it's a tech business. And um, the first invoice I had to do, invoice and statement I had to do, I, I s- somehow slapped together a Excel. Spreadsheet uh, to to try and do it, but you know uh, it's it's something that um, is so fundamental to the business. But uh, exactly like you said, when you're when you're entrepreneur and you're chasing some form of a dream, um, you know these kind of things are the are are the things that you think of last. And it and uh, it sometimes if you don't have a handle on it, it it can actually stunt your growth because you you know it creates problems that you need to fix before you can before you can get bigger. So it's 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 almost like a walk down memory lane for me.
1: Yeah, and it, it it's like even beyond the compliance software, I think what COVID's really shown is in the survey, they were talking about um, tech adoption because of COVID. And the South African base of that survey, 71% of small businesses called out that they invest in tech, well, it's gonna go up, or it's gonna be a key focus point for them because so they've had to adapt during COVID. So I think even beyond compliance software and accounting, uh, if you look at how people are marketing their business now, whether it be social media, that even that marketing aspect, it's no longer word of mouth and the online space. Um, because a lot of our, the software reads with, uh, e-commerce as well. So the, the boundary in your, your, your addressable market has totally shifted. Whereas before you might have had a solution and it's word of mouth within your area. I mean, now your footprint's so much, so much bigger, but that's why it's equally important. But on the flip side of that, competitors are also in your space. Yes. Because of that.
0: 100% hundred percent so so Varesh, um uh, a, a sort of a personal philosophy of yours is uh, you believe that sMEs are the backbone of the economy i think we 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 spoke about it a little bit but um, uh, just share that that sort of personal vision of yours wh- why you believe that's the case
1: so I mean beyond the numbers and the stats i think first, first and foremost we're all customers we're all consumers right and uh, a bit of a sidebar, but like I drive my wife in but wherever I go. Like I'll, I'll break, I'll form a chat with a business owner. How's it going? What are you running? I'll look at the invoice and just have a general chat. Uh, even if I buy things online, like I'll reach out to the people and go, look, your invoicing is nice. Have you thought of? But where, where I think it's important is, and I think people read it, but if you fully can understand that, if you look at the, the footprint of small business owners, if 50% of them hired one or two additional people. The way that, that, that just bundles out, the way it just extrapolates, it, it really is, I, I think deep down most people, right, wanna have purpose, achieve something, contribute something, earn a living. And I think the quickest way of getting that is to enable people to be successful. The, 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 the way small businesses for like entrepreneurs, there's a gap in the market, even, even with COVID, even with the electricity crisis, there's new industries and opportunities that have come up. And I think that's the power of it. Um, the one thing I always put out is, with us all being consumers, like people in the know, if you, you've seen something, a solution, when you meet a small business owner, impart that knowledge on, right? We, we all engage with so many, so many uh, small businesses in a day. Point yes. them in the right direction. You know what I mean? Just call it out. They will appreciate it. And then, where possible, support local.
0: Definitely you know I mean? so. If,
1: if you can support a small business, supporting a small business, to me, is more than just buying from them. It's giving them some feedback. You yeah. that's from insights. Are you aware you could do this? I would really appreciate it. If you know, if you had this service, and I think that's part of that passion. It, it doesn't have to be as much as important as the environment, government programs. NGOs, NPO's are. I think individually we could make a really big change if we just engage more with small businesses.
0: Uh, I really love your passion for it. And uh, I mean, it's, it's like you the poster child for what we're trying to do here. So, so I really like that. The the survey also um, referred to to the concept of uh, generation COVID as this sort of new kind of business. <laughs> that was interesting to me. What does that mean?
1: It's an interesting uh, concept. Uh, the, so what they found was the businesses that formed during the peak of COVID um, and the, the people who formed it when the age grouping of 18 to 34 predominantly. So these are uh, business owners that identified an opportunity, not, not just COVID related, but they identified an opportunity, very heavy tech adoption because of the constraints during COVID. So they high adoption in terms of tech, low staffed uh, because that's how they got started. This group's very optimistic about future growth. So increasing staff complement and building it. So they feel that they've designed their business in the most difficult of times, and now the upside is there as well. So it refers to businesses genuinely formed during COVID from scratch, which I think is probably one of the bravest things you could do. Yeah,
0: Or, or the craziest. Who knows? It's like you say, if you can start a business during COVID, then yeah, the, your chances must be, must be really good. Um, so, so, Varesh, now back to… Um. You know, you were talking about the, your day job in terms of the, the, Challenging component because uh, you know something that we always talk about on the show is 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 making it real so you 've you 've touched on so many important things, but um, you know one of the things that um, I always believe is uh, you know if uh, customers don 't know what they don 't know so so if i 'm a small business owner and I, and i 'm sort of listening to all of these things how how do I go about um, getting the correct feedback to know uh, that I've optimized this this in my business if I can call it that
1: sure.
0: specifically to well, what you what guys would, are doing now
1: perfect so I think what I would recommend is so beyond being the provider of software and compliance software we, we do view ourselves as a thought leader and guiding small businesses so I would recommend anyone listening if something's piqued your interest or if you want to find out sage.com they, within that website you will, there's a walkthrough guides on business profiles, personas, where you are, what you need to get going. We have a lot of videos on... So all all our all our cloud software comes with free online training as well. Massive ecosystem to assist you getting started. If there's questions, we have a massive network that can help you. In. So in terms of a small business owner, I think educating yourself, a lot of inf- content on our website to get you started. Um, if you, depending on where you are, as a business owner, even if you have something existing. So most of, the, most of our signups in the small space are using Excel or something manual. Yeah. And th- th- that we're used to that, and we can guide you through that process. Um, so I would say reach out, uh, visit the site. We've got a great network of agents that can actually spec um, and do your need and guide you through the process. So, educate yourself, read a bit, and then reach out, and we can definitely assist.
0: Um, and then I, I think um this generation COVID that you referred to, which tends to be thirty four and below, um, you know, it's it's maybe more of an online generation. If you if you my generation and you like to speak to people is a is a like a. Um, Somebody adds uh, like a business advisor or a partner that that I can speak to and say, "Listen, come and sit around the table with me and show me what what you can do for me."
1: Definitely. So that, I think that's what I mentioned earlier is that we we do direct and direct is digital, and we do have a human component as well. But within that, we do have business partners with full geographic footprint on solution. And uh, even accountants within that, so we've got a dominant market share of accountants on the product that use our product for their practice. So wherever you base, whatever your solution is, granted we can we can assist whether it's directly through Sage or through our partners.
0: And and that partner channel is that available um, on your on the website as well, or where would I get that?
1: So what we would do is, if uh, a lot of the partners' visit is independent uh, business partners. So, some of them would market themselves like the accounting practices. But if you speak to Sage directly and you have a need, we can link you to uh, okay. our network. you can refer. Yeah. Okay.
0: And to me, uh, and, uh, um, I I know I spoke about it earlier. If I look back, um, and and if I had to do something differently, I would have spent a lot more time um, from the word go when I started my business uh, on the accounting portion of it. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, it, it took took a couple of years afterwards to formalise it and, and you know to get from that Excel stage to formalise it. And once it's in a system, it just makes your life so much easier. And like you say, the tech is there and. And it's jumped. And um, I think also uh, what you want to be able to do is is to move fast. So you don't want to be hampered by battling to uh, knock something together on a, on an Excel spreadsheet or something like that.
1: I think that's the biggest difference in probably the last five to seven years is that the tech has probably closed it to the point where before you even go into Excel, you probably would search a solution that's available for free trial or free. Whereas I think before Excel became the tool i think that 's the biggest change i've seen in the industry
0: so um Varesh, and then um i there's so much uh, i almost I almost feel like we need to have a have a follow up conversation and and this is so topical for us um but um bit of a philosophical question for you then so um what, ad, what, what advice would you, give, based on this uh, survey that was done, what advice would you give to, to business owners, to SMBs, um, that what do they need to do in order to secure their, their business and, and success? So
1: I think as much as we talk about small businesses and entrepreneurs being resilient, we don't want, you don't want to create an environment where you're resilient to the point of exhaustion or fatigue. Right? No, no one's invincible. And, and I think outlook's important. So my advice would be, Whatever your passion or solution you've derived that's led you to start this business, right? Keep that your focus. Make sure that you give yourself the best opportunity to maintain focus on that passion. So uh, this business, financial soundness of your business, right, is something that's fully available to you without you expending a lot of cost or time on it. right? Once you're able to ensure that you know your fundamentals and you're educated about your position, it will give you views on whether you should be growing You should be asking for investment it will help you to get that investment so my my advice on everyone whether it's first business business plan right doesn't have to be doesn't have to be a a, entire book it's just you need to be able to communicate to yourself to your staff to investors what you do why you're doing it where the future lies and the tools available to assist you are key so if you get the fundamentals right then your success is based on your passion and your customer engagement like remove as many of the variables of uncertainty and then it will make you uh, – the one thing I've seen, and it, it, there's enough case studies on both sides, but uh, sometimes people fall in love with their solution yeah. to the to the point where if they keep on hammering across, it will come through on the other side. And there are case studies where it works out, but the more variables you can eliminate or have control of, the better your chance of success.
0: Uh, I. I think that's probably one of the best pieces of advice I've heard almost ever. It's, it's uh, because you're resilient doesn't mean you're bulletproof. And I think, uh, like I said, I think t- uh, entrepreneurs tend to sort of know that uh, their financial component isn't that strong. So you tend to avoid it and only, only uh, do the nice stuff. But it's so critical. And if you can get it right from the word go, you know, your, your chances are just so much better.
1: Definitely,
0: Farish, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, Yafi. Thank you for having me on.
0: Thanks for listening to Unbundled Boost, brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to boost business in South Africa. Remember that you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff Central app or website. And for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And if you want to know more about Catalytic, please visit catalytic.co.za.